Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055-800-854-1055-800-854-1055. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. This portion of Radio Law Talk is brought to you by Strauss Naturals. For more information, go to StraussNaturals.com. That's S-T-R-A-U-S-S, StraussNaturals.com. Boy, we're having a good time uh, with Radio Law Talk Hour number three. Todd, Denise, and I, and Cal Hunter, we're talking about uh, lawsuits in uh, New Jersey and in Maryland um, and uh, and in Indiana. Uh, The Indiana and the New Jersey uh, lawsuits are about COVID-19. We're going to get into that. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, our most important thing we like to do, which is play the game, case or no case. You want to call in 855-529-7234. 855-LAW-RADIO. If you want to email us, email us at info at radiolawtalk.com. We have a lot of fun here. We, you know, we always say, our saying is, the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative show on earth. Remember, we're just giving, uh, we're talking about general topics of law, seek local counsel. So uh, before we uh, left uh, hour number two, we, we are having a great time talking about uh, interesting, interesting uh, issues but we never got into the discussions about COVID-19 lawsuits, which we're going to go, we're going to get to. But what I was thinking about during the break, and I know I'm going in circles, and I apologize, is there's got to be a way to, and I and I wrote the word down, redeem myself today. I'm trying to redeem myself, and if you listen to my one of my favorite shows, which is Dumb and Dumber, and it's and it's the time that 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 just uh, when you thought I you just when you thought you totally redeem yourself and with case or no case i have not won one point in the last two hours i hope and pray that i can redeem myself and get a point here because todd's going next and then denise and i have the last say so with that cal let's cross our fingers and see if fred penny can get a point in case you're riding in on a scooter backwards you're riding east on a scooter going to denver (laughs) now it's time to play case or no case Okay. A California resident and a resident from New Jersey thought the same thing at the same time. They went to an old Navy store, and it said outside 70% off everything. And they went inside, and they said, 
These reference prices are bogus. This is just something they made up. 70% off of what? Fake discounts, they said, basically. Anastasia Barbara and Brenda Tropicchio said Old Navy LLC, Old Navy Apparel, Old Navy Holdings, and uh, their GPS, The Gap, are involved in a massive false discount advertising scheme. And doggone it, we want 70% off their real retail prices, not 70% of something they made up. So each of them decided... I'm wondering if, if what a lawyer would have to say about this. So, Mr. Petty, I'm going to ask you, my friend. No, you ask Todd first. Oh, Mr. Kinray. Sorry, thank yeah, you. Rats. Mr. Kinray, I asked you first. Yeah, I Case or nay case. Have at it. I think that this is a case. And so I, uh, and I say that strategically because the only way now for Fred to get two points is to say no case. The only way for him to get up on me by two points is to say no case. And so if he and says right. this is a case, he, right. he's got to be right. And and then by saying it's a case, regardless of what I say next, I've immediately, I've immediately, if he goes the same as I do, narrowed the potential gap to one point. Oh, so strategery. I'm, uh, yeah. wow. I'm going to say that this is a case. And you know what? Uh, I think that this it results in a case, obviously, but there is a settlement of some port, Arts, some point. Rats. So I the uh, I think that Old Navy <laughs> that they settle this case. Um, it doesn't go to a trial where they are found liable. Now my gut feeling here is I don't think that if if push came to shove that the plaintiffs would have pursued. I think that they probably made this a class action, um, but I don't so I don't think the plaintiffs would have would have won if they'd gone to trial. But Old Navy might have looked at it and said, nah, it's cheaper to resolve than to take that risk. So it results in a settlement of some sort. Okay. They sell a lot of stuff when they put it 70% off. They That'd do. be a big and expensive settlement, wouldn't it? Denise, what do you say? Well, he took my steam because well, I was going to say this Fred is was a cursing class. under his breath. I said the same thing. I was going to say the same thing. Because <laughs> it's like the class action, if they're both simultaneously in two you know, parts of the country – it's a class action. Todd Cunin, steam larcenist. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Full of steam. <laughs> well, that's one way to put it. <laughs> Something else with an S also, other than steam. Yep. Uh, Sass? Dang it. Sass? <laughs> okay, I'm going to say it. It's It is a class action, and the attorneys win. The attorneys win. <laughs> no, that's, a fair, that's, that's always right. a fair statement. Uh, attorneys win. Yeah, good point. Attorneys, attorneys yeah. win. That's why my dad. Mr. Penny, what are you going to do uh, about this? Every the thunder was taken out. That's exactly the case, Todd. That's exactly right. Todd Cunin. That was thunder larcenist. It is. A, it is a case, <laughs> and this this sounds very familiar. And uh, he said it settled. Denise, you're saying it's a case, and what? The attorneys win. She, she's, she's win. win. We, we have to get a legitimate answer <laughs> okay, there. So what, who that wins? is kind of hedging the bet, though, right? Well, I mean, yeah. Okay, Denise, yeah. who wins? The, um, the plaintiffs the, in this case, the, the New Jersey and California ladies, or or the, the I'm going to say the plaintiffs. Okay. So the answer is I know I'm. it definitely will clearly be a plaintiff's win. I, I truly believe that, and I think I'm right, but – Todd's correct in that a lot of these cases settle out of court. Sometimes up to 90% of the cases settle. So I'm trying to figure out how to manipulate this thing to figure a way to get an extra point over Todd. <clears throat> so um, so the answer is the case. And 
I'm gonna say can I make can I make an offer? Wait, well, let's finish first. Plaintiffs win. Plaintiffs win. Okay, go ahead. What's your offer? Well, the offer that I was going to make is because I have said it settles, which is technically a plaintiff win. That is a plaintiff win. I would if Fred would be willing to go that plaintiffs won on the merits, like it went to a trial and they won, I would be willing to concede my point of a settlement because his answer is technically different than mine. I don't think it went to trial. I, 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 so. I think it settled prior to trial. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So and that's I, what you're saying, Todd? That's yeah, what I'm, I'm saying, saying. Settled, it settled prior to trial. I think we're all you, saying Denise? that, right? And Denise, you say the same thing? No, I said plaintiffs win. Go to win. trial. Go oh, to trial. Okay. So you said plaintiffs win because yeah. they went to trial. Yes. Okay. okay. All right. Now we'll keep it at that. Consumer Reports weighed in this way. He said, how likely is this to mislead a reasonable consumer acting in a reasonable way? Mm-hmm. Companies often advertise sales and coupons and list the many exceptions and try to be more transparent with customers. Consumer Reports is critical of companies that advertise sales with a litany of exceptions on its annual naughty list. So here's what happened. These two people found out about each other's lawsuits and... They're both trying, it's not through the courtship, this is a binary thing, are trying to get a, as of yet, unresolved class action suit. So So everyone gets one point because it didn't finish. Yeah, everybody gets a point. If you say it's a case, you get a point. But after that, we don't know. Yeah, and I I really just couldn't find it. I mean, I researched and researched and researched. It's still going on. And apparently it's still out there. So Uh, I I bet they end up settling, Cal. I bet they end up settling. I'm sure they will. I mean, I think that Old Navy is... They were, they've teetered on the edge of bankruptcy, allegedly, at one time. And so I don't know if they've got the money. You know, I don't know how that's all going to work. But I know this. That is case or no case. Well, at least I didn't lose. Yeah, yeah but they still make it so that you're, you're uh, one point ahead of me. What's the score? 39, 38, 35. And next week, remember, no Googling. The matter of Dodge versus Chevrolet. Dodge versus, uh, versus I'm sorry, Dodge versus Ford. I've li- Dodge, Dodge and Ford. versus Ford. Don't look it up. You know what? I'll tell you right now. I saw the movie. The yeah. future. Oh, I, I t- <laughs> no, it's not right that now. same movie. <laughs> it's not the Ford racing movie. Man. 39, 38, 35? I don't know yeah. how you cut up. I thought you were like way behind at one time. I'm just telling He's you. He's been winning. He's that got. Is, that is one weird looking centerfold right he there. He went 30, 32, 34, 35. <laughs> If you want to stay with us, stay with us. We'll be back. We're going to definitely talk about COVID-19 losses. Somebody call the printer. This will never fit. <laughs> See ya. We'll Come back. I guess. Come Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Wayne Elliott here to tell you about my experience with Strauss Naturals Heart Drops over the past 20 years. Strauss Heart Drops saved me back then and changed my life forever. It's hard to describe how invigorating it is when you support your healthy blood flow everywhere. There is scientific evidence that Heart Drops ingredients help maintain healthy lipid concentration. Cholesterol is in the blood lipid group. This supports blood flow, our body's most important function. I was able to maintain a healthy heart and blood flow. Strauss Heart Drops work, I can assure you. No contraindications with pharma drugs. Strauss Heart Drops are safe, and Strauss guarantees your satisfaction with a hassle-free guarantee so you can't go wrong and certainly have nothing to lose. 
I've seen folks taking heart drops that have greatly improved their lives. Available online at StraussNaturals.com. Thank you very much. These products may not be right for you. Always read and follow the label. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376, that's 800-918-1376. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Boys are weird. You're a whiner. Now, now it's time right, for right, more radio. Ball. Ball. First, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? All right then. Well, uh, Denise, you go ahead. Non uti consilius me oriere por questus purpurium juris consult. Latin, that's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English if that's okay. Fred, how about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here? Well, we could, I guess. Uh, uh, Chris? I'm not going to be there anyway. Why have me do it? Let's, Let's have, have Todd do it. it. Me? Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <clears throat> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general... The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact... Radio Law Talk. I like that show. This is Radio Law Talk. Todd, what's going on in, in uh, Indiana about COVID-19 lawsuits? Well, you know, and this has been a big question on everybody's mind. You remember when COVID first we first came out, first started? Remember back in the day when COVID was original, like Tinder and Facebook? Now, remember when it first happened and there were the cruise ships that were out there? Oh, yeah. And the right. big talk was, oh, my gosh, are the cruise ships liable? 
Are they liable for for allowing some? What are the li- and, and people started talking about the liability of businesses if people are you know get infected because they went into a business that remained open, they didn't have masks, and then it raised the whole issue about well, hold on a second. You know, get, how do you prove causation? Because you can be contagious before you even show symptoms and all this kind of stuff. Well, Indiana, Indiana has taken the measures to pass a law retroactive to March 1st, 2020. And it deals with the type of lawsuits that can be filed where they are alleging damage because somebody contracted coronavirus at a business. And and the law says, essentially, in a nutshell, how many other uh, how many other colloquialisms can I use about brevity? And I'm not being brief in the way I describe they this. They say. They say. So the <laughs> the law says that these lawsuits only allows the lawsuits against businesses when quote gross negligence or willful or wanton misconduct applies. And so that's what's going on in Indiana. And, you know, a lot of people are like, okay, well, what constitutes gross negligence or willful in wanton misconduct? And, and that, no, that's what I want to know. That standard in, a, in any high. lawsuit, what is it, Fred? It's high. It's, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to say the whole definition, but it's very, very difficult to overcome gross negligence and it's very very rare. it's really intentional wanton willful it's it is so it's like it's like okay i want you to get coronavirus and i could care less about you and i'm going to come over there while i've got coronavirus and, and, and infect you so when you say that it's a difficult thing to overcome what you're saying is if i'm a plaintiff and i want to sue somebody and this right. is the standard that i have to meet Super i got my hard. work cut out for me as a plaintiff to prove right. I, I can't just say oh you were negligent in right. keeping your business no. open, you should have known. You know, I got to prove. Uh, uh, is it almost to the point? It's almost. It's intent. almost the point that you intentionally wanted mm-hmm. this to happen, or you you fr- you know, it'd be like an employer. Ninety-nine of his hundred employees has COVID. They're all working, and he demands that the hundredth employee who doesn't have it show up for work and work with everybody. It's basically okay. I'm, I'm gonna, I wanted to quote that a conscious, voluntary act or admission in reckless disregard of a legal duty, and and there has to be consequences to the other party too. And that's just a general. Every state's different, but that's generally what it is. Gross negligence is very difficult to prove. And, and there are states that are absolutely the opposite, that it is a presumption that you're getting COVID from your office, your employment, your place of employment. And that's exactly what I was going to bring up, Denise. How can you prove – okay, let's assume that there was gross negligence on behalf of the of the, of the employer or mm-hmm. – not the employer or the – let's say the company that you go into their business. Now they got to prove that you received COVID from – that visit to that business. How can you prove that? How do you know exactly where you got that COVID from? It, you can't. So so now you've got damages that you've got to prove were caused by this gross negligence. I, I walk into your house, Fred. I don't have a broken leg. I walk up your steps. The stairs fall through. I now have a broken leg. Easy for me to say cause right. and effect. That caused it. Right. You, it's almost impossible to do that with COVID unless you are living in a bubble and only one person came to see you, that person had COVID, and you end up getting it. Well, that I think you could probably say, but how often does that happen? Well, I, I know that I've dedicated an entire bookshelf, literally a shelf on my bookshelf, 
um, that has all the stuff for COVID. I have wow. the, the wipes. I have the sanitizer. I've got an iodinizer that you push over the mail. Do you have a, have a bubble suit for the bubble boy? <laughs> yeah, That's what you need is the bubble suit for the bubble boy. I don't have the ionizer, sorry. But I have you know, masks. I mean, I have everything. <laughs> I think that that is a lot. That's a big issue with building owners. And believe me, I'm not going to get into detail because it's attorney-client privilege. I've discussed this with attorneys. But the question is, what about if you own this big building? You can't sanitize everything. I don't care what anybody says. There's no way you're going to be able to sanitize that whole thing c- correctly. I mean, you just yeah. can't. They, oh, we're doing this. Look at this. We're doing this. We're, we're sanitizing the whole, you know, our whole uh, the airport. No, you're not. You my know? offices, no, not. my offices in Santa in Santa Clara County, uh-huh. they are closed. Yeah, the that's whole the, building see, is only closed. way you can do it, close it. So what you need to do, and I'm not jumping on my horse, is you as a person need to be careful. You wipe before you walk, wipe your hands. Look, you can't trust everybody to have everything completely clean. It just there's no way you don't know where it's getting. And then they argue on top of it. No, it's 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 by by it's it's not from touching something. It's coming out of you know your mouth is where you're going to get it from. There's a lot of different theories, but my point is, prove. That your damages or the injury cause, which would be coronavirus, were from that specific entity or that yeah. place you went. Good now, luck. Now, now, look, somebody might look at this bill and, and hear what you say there, and this is contrary to what Denise has said, which is another, it's presumptive that you had there. I view this bill as, to a certain extent, an, an economy saving measure because. Given the prevalence of COVID and the number of people that have it and all that kind of stuff, if you if the government doesn't work, the legislature in Indiana does not work to impose something like this, and you have these lawsuits out there, we've already seen this. There's only so much in the coffers of the insurance companies to pay out on these claims. And the insurance companies are already saying, yeah, we can't meet all of this. And then you get the businesses that all get sued. And what's the net result? Everybody tries to get their damages for this. And if they all got it, what would happen to the viability of those businesses and the economy? It would go in the toilet and so they have to balance it and i think that that's one of the was one of the major considerations for this lawsuit we're going to talk this bill when he we come back todd's going to also touch on and we say todd because this is about uh people sitting because of covid19 not able to get a trial sitting in jail too long and issues there then we're going to get into the internet ad tax by maryland and we're going to talk about uh internet tax freedom act sounds boring but it's really interesting we'll briefly touch on that when we come back all right, thank you, Fred. More Radio Law Talk is on the way right here on your local radio station and also available by podcast and live stream on radiolawtalk.com. Stay tuned. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. 
This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. I'm going to quick quack car wash, get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to don't drive dirty, going to give my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far, we're talking three skinny minutes, sitting right in your car wash, a hundred feet of cloth, washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack, I'll spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy, you'll be glad you was at the quick quack car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck, get on the road, come visit the duck at the quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to... If you pay my fee, I'll take your cake. It's time for more Radio Law Talk with Denise Dirks, Todd Kunin, and your host... Frederick Penny. Frederick Penny. So remember with COVID-19, it's very difficult to get a court case, uh, especially in civil cases. It's so difficult to even uh, get to court because of all the implication of COVID-19 and uh, not able to bring people in and, and, and well, or uh, difficult to bring people in and then keeping everybody separated within six feet. Don't ask me why six feet. I still don't know the difference between... Because theoretically, that's the distance that your spittle will travel and uh, and uh, land on somebody else. Theoretically. theoretically. I think yeah. that's how it started. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. So five and a half to six and a half feet. I'm not quite sure the difference. Right. But anyway, d- the defendants in New Jersey who are facing prolonged incarceration uh, because of uh, suspension of jury trials, they're having an issue, Todd. And you, as a former prosecutor uh, for DA's office in Tennessee and California... You know, what, what's the issue there? What's the, obviously, there's constitutional issues about, you know, bail and, 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 and a speedy trial, et cetera, et cetera. How does that work with yeah, COVID-19? So, so the Constitution of the United States provides that anybody who's charged the crime shall be afforded reasonable bail. In fact, for the most part, the only people that are denied bail, like a no bail ongoing, are, are people that are charged with murder. And even then, I, mean, I had a client that was charged with murder. He got out on bail. Um, and so sometimes that can happen. But... People are entitled to a bail amount. Now, look, one of the considerations at bail, it's not listed. Typically, the considerations for bail are public safety and the nature of the charges against the individual and whether and and getting that person to come back to court. Bail is there to, to, to ensure that the person will return and make their court appearances. But the other thing, when you look at it also, and this is like unwritten, but it's like, okay. We also take into consideration maybe what the person is looking at in terms of their exposure, the amount of time that they are in custody. It, Denise has given me the financial bit. There was a recent Supreme Court case that talked about how they uh, have to consider the defendant's ability to pay. So if Lori uh, Laughlin, right. millionaire, goes in and, and gets uh, not 
when she's serving a jail sentence, but while the case is pending, uh, if she gets out on, let's say, uh, $20,000 bond, hypothetically, well, for a person who's a multimillionaire, that's like you know, five, ten bucks, right? Because the bond is, they don't have to pay the 20 20,000, they go to the bondsman and they pay a percentage of it, yeah. right? It, it, in some jurisdictions, they do. Other jurisdictions, they, they just pay it straight to the bondsman. That's, gotcha. a, that's a separate issue. But still, the amount of that the defendant has to pay out of pocket if they're rich is different than the person who is working a minimum wage job. For a person who's making a minimum wage job, $20,000 bail, even if all they had to do was come up with a 10% to pay the bonds, that's 2000 bucks. That is a lot, right. and that may result in that person having to remain incarcerated. So these are all the considerations. But one of the unwritten ones is, okay, what's this person really looking at in terms of incarceration if they were convicted? What's the offer from the people to resolve the case? And, and sometimes, and this never gets put on the record, but I think it's in the back of the mind of everybody. Look, if somebody is sitting there and they are in custody on an offense and the DA is only seeking maybe a 30-day incarceration period, right? And the DA is also saying, oh, yeah, now I'll let them do it on the work project. You know, if that's right. the offer and they know that, that person is probably going to get released on their own recognizance. No big deal to have them on bail, right? If a person is looking at a year in custody, and sometimes you can have that. Well, then bail becomes something a little bit more. Um, and typically, you raise the issue about whether or not a person can be released on bail early on in the proceedings at arraignment. These In New Jersey, they call them a detention hearing. California, it's just it, it's a bail hearing that occurs at the arraignment when you're facing the charges. And you, the defendant makes their pitch, the prosecution makes their pitch, and the judge imposes bail. And usually in these jurisdictions, once they once the judge has imposed bail, if the circumstances have not changed, you don't get to argue bail again as a defendant. You don't get to come back three weeks later in your next court date right. and argue bail, and it's like, how has anything changed over three weeks ago? And if it hasn't changed, you don't get to re-argue it, either make bail or go. And what the court here is saying in New Jersey is that because of the prolonged detention, because we haven't been able to get to jury trials, because there are probably a lot of people that might have been facing six-month sentences or even year-long sentences that, if convicted today, would be credit for time served, would have already served that. That's a changed circumstance. Yeah. And we need to readdress the bail and allow them to do it, even though the law did not normally allow somebody to contest it. And and I get that. So, and that was the Supreme Court of New Jersey that yes. made that decision. Yeah, they're saying, look, essentially, we do have a change condition. People in custody now that couldn't make bail have likely served the duration of their sentences. Now, folks, this is not going to uh, work for. It's like the felon who's looking at 10 years or an indeterminate sentence, a murder or something of that life. It's like, dude, you're just racking up credit. Okay, from an incarcer a prolonged detention standpoint, they may have separate issues, and it is a completely separate issue if your argument is, uh, I have been denied my right to a speedy trial under the Constitution. That's a completely right. different issue. Right. So that's that's, that's what happened in New Jersey. So we're gonna we're gonna follow that. Uh, look, another thing that's this is getting toward the end of our uh, last half hour of the show. Uh, look, there's a thing called in 1998, uh, President Bill Clinton passed the uh, the Internet Tax Freedom Act. The purpose of them bringing that act up was basically he wanted to keep the internet free from probably what's going on now. Uh, Bill Clinton's probably going to scratch his head. Uh, he probably doesn't 
I don't know if he cares about it, but he's you know saying to himself, man, this thing's kind of getting out of out of whack. But well, it, I didn't want to have to pay but, for that website yeah, I was on. But but he's basically going to stop. He's trying to stop the federal government from being you know tax happy or states and saying, look, we're going to tax you for anything you do across borders, border you know across the border, um, when it comes to the internet. And so, um, and but don't forget, there's still what's called a sales or use tax that really did not affect, but any just general tax that's discriminatory and saying we're just going to tax you because you're the internet. Um, that act has protected any states from kind of going after these big money, uh, you know, internet sales companies. And uh, a group first files a challenge right now to Maryland has put placed an quote internet tax. Uh, and this is like we're the first of its uh, first of its kind, and they're now all the you know the consumer uh, who are who are the the, the plaintiffs are like the the, Face, the Facebook. No, it's the yeah yes it's, but Google it's the and... it's the I'm trying to say it's the. But Fred, is this in addition oh, to the U.S. Normal... Chamber of Commerce? Right. U.S. Chamber of yeah. Commerce. In addition yeah. to the normal sales tax. Yes. Or... Yeah. Oh. This is a it's it it's the first one in the nation taxing Boy. digital advertising by the big tech. So when they av- when they get you know so people come in and do some advertising for them for nationwide they want to they, they call it a digital advertising tax and they're trying to tax them for it and they're going no 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 uh, internet tax freedom act that doesn't apply so the lawsuits have started to uh, to go so what happens is the plaintiffs and that who stepped up is the US Chamber of Commerce and there's apparently there's an internet association and a net choice I don't know what those are and a and a, communi- a computer communications industry industry association. So those associations are suing as plaintiffs. This uh, Maryland saying you cannot do that and charge us for, you know, we're, we're getting uh, well, advertisement. Yeah, folks should know that if you buy radio advertising, for example, or a newspaper or TV, you do not pay tax right, on that. Right. The company pays income tax on it, right, but there's right. no specific sales tax or anything right. on that. Because it's, it's going over the air. So right. Same with the internet. Yeah. So that's yeah. why the internet. They they did the Internet Tax Freedom Act to kind of do the same exact thing. The Chamber, inter- Com- the Chamber of Commerce opposes because it's in the company's be- the country's best interest to stimulate the economy by allowing right. an open advertising without a tax cap on it. I'm sorry, right. go ahead, Denise. No, so, I, yeah. I, why I found this one interesting is because this bill was actually uh, vetoed by the governor of the state, and the legislature overturned the governor's veto. Wow. So that's a pretty heavy you know, burden to do. I think it usually it's like two-thirds of the Congress that yeah two thirds of both know. houses they must really want yeah. the money well yeah. here's the thing that this is their argument their argument Todd that I'll get to you is to modernize the 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 state's uh, tax uh, laws by by hitting the big thriving internet companies and that's what they're they, look they want more money anytime you know? they say modernize that means optimize yeah well they want to <laughs> they're saying it's a, at least for Maryland an additional around 250 million a year wow. Yeah, the only thing I was going to say here is this was uh, the Federal Internet Tax Freedom Act was passed by Congress, signed into law by Bill Clinton. And and the reason it's important to note that is Congress has in the Constitution the ability, the right, and is the only one to have the power to regulate interstate commerce. It's commerce between two different states. And so if commerce is said... The information in this using this medium between two different states should not be subject to any tax. 
then yeah, this case is trumped by the Constitution and what Congress said they were willing to allow and have it be tax-free. And by the way, you want to hear something interesting? Hmm, it's only those companies that make more than $100 million a year globally. So I don't think they're going after the middle or small guy. You know who they're it's targeting. It's the Amazon Tax yeah. Inclusion Act. Facebook. Facebook. The Facebook. Yeah. All right, we're, when we come back, we're going to finish this up. We're going to do our most famous thing, which is what, Denise? We're going to do... Quick takes. And then after quick takes, uh, I mean, before quick takes, we're going to do a few more stories. And then Cal's going to go home after that, I think. I'm hoping, yeah. He sometimes stays here. We tell him to go home. I do. I just hang out, yeah. We'll be back. This is Radio Law Talk. Stick around. There's more, more coming up. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. 
What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-738-0170. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. Now it's time for more Radio Law Talk. So, Denise, have you ever been to Las Vegas and gone to the, one of those shows where they, they talk about the, uh, you know, they have the hypnotist that wants you to go up on stage and you, you, you people, well, I want to be hypnotized. They usually have it at the state fair. Do they? Yeah. Ooh, I, I, I worry about it. the state fair, don't you? It's like, ooh, who's the person traveling around the state fair? I, have you ever gone up there and say, I'm going to be hypnotized? Oh, no. Oh, would you ever do that? No, because Neither I, th- would I. I think I would become hypnotized. I don't think I would be. I think I would. But still, but, but between you and I, it's like, so there's apparently a well-known Las Vegas hypnotist that uh, this individual, it's at Planet Hollywood, that decides, you know, February in two th- February of 2019, goes up there and says, I want to be hypnotized. And, and you know, there are, they, they, they definitely say, look, nobody, I, I will tell you right now, I don't know if they sign anything when they're going in, but I'm sure they have a few things saying, don't come up here if you're worried about him not being hypnotized and being injured, you know. So well, they also say this. They say we will never have you if you're hypnotized. You're not going to do anything you would not otherwise normally do. Like we're not going to tell you to take off your clothes and dance naked on the stage unless that's oh, something you'd not? normally do. I mean that that's that's what yeah. they tell you. That's why I never hired a hypnotist. I have a nephew who does this stuff kind does of stuff really? professionally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you? Did he, has he ever hypnotized you? He tried. I could. He couldn't do it. Yeah, I have can't. too much resistance. I just wasn't interested in it. You know, yeah, so. just just too much. Okay, yeah. so anyway, all right. So hypnotized, gets injured, has upward of forty-seven thousand. This individual out of Arizona, over forty-seven thousand um, dollars worth of. Uh, apparently, he got injured. They're not saying. At least I don't know the injuries, but uh, they're uh, suing uh, this individual and the uh, and uh, apparently the resort and saying, yeah. look, the, you, the staff and he what he's claiming is the staff um, at the theater where it occurred um, knew of a dangerous condition and did fail to warn and failed to take care of that dangerous. Or not condition. just warn, like, like but, water on the floor or something or what, something like that. You mean, uh, or who well, knows here, what? Well, here's yeah. the interesting thing, Cal. It's not just that. It's it's it, I I could see the duty of care going from the individual over to the hypnotist and his staff. If they have knowledge, look, if you have knowledge that they're hypnotized now, you better make dang make sure that person is not going to hurt themselves. In fact, I think it just puts the burden back on the hypnotist and back on the staff and the hotel to make sure and watch closely to make sure that individual doesn't yeah. walk, trip over something. Or, or fall off the stage. Off stage or something. And I think uh, I, I think on – look, I don't know the, the – 
all the details, but this is leading the way of the plaintiff, in my opinion, if they allowed him to do anything. But then their argument is, well, but you know what? You know, no one's forced, and he went up there. But, man, once he forced, once he went up there and he was in your custody, and I'm going to say control, once you hypnotize him, he's kind of in your custody and control. You better make sure It's like said. an agency kind of almost, situation almost. or a bailment. That's a better way. It's in your possession and custody yeah. and control, and you have to a duty to protect. So I have a, oh. question, I have a question for you from a personal injury standpoint, Fred, because this is in your wheelhouse. Yeah. How specific does a plaintiff need to be when alleging the damages of the injuries that were suffered because in the complaint the plaintiff says they were injured and they're seeking like 47,000 but they don't say the the plaintiff does not say specifically what was injured how were they injured what was the damage suffered they just say we were injured and it was 47,000 bucks well you 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 plead you can plead general you okay can plead generally and you don't have to get in the details all the time of, it depends on the plea. state that's exactly right yeah. every state's different but like in california you can do a general you can plead generally and you, okay. don't, you don't have to put all the details, how much, all that stuff. You can do generalities. And, and then, maybe it was really an embarrassing injury, like, you know, I don't a know. personal place that it got injured. Yeah, I, I mean, you know. typically, a, a general I, a general rule of thumb. Like, I haven't seen the complaint. Like That's why in, I want to see In it. a criminal complaint, there has to be enough specific, specificity in the complaint to allow the person charged to know what they're being charged with so they can formulate a defense. Right. So they can know, OK, this is what happened. This is what went wrong. And, and I'm just wondering, in a situation like this, if they come in generally and say, I was injured during the course and scope of your hypnotist show and it was forty seven thousand bucks. And they don't say what part of their body was injured, what specifically happened in the show that led to the injury. I see a def- I see a defendant sitting there going. Well, what the heck are you saying I did wrong? Well, you could yeah, generally de- plead. Depositions. You yeah. can get all that stuff through depositions and, and discovery. Yeah. And, re- and re- you know, requests for production of documents. You're going to get their medical records. You, you know, requests for admissions, admit or deny. And they'll do what's thing called form interrogatories or, or standard interrogatories. There's a lot of things, ways they're going to find out. But there are, there's a way you can specifically plead, too. If you're a plaintiff, at least in California, and every state's different, you got to check your different states, you can speed, uh, plead specifically. Now, in a government claim, by the way, you have to be a little more specific. Mm-hmm. So th- there's a number of things. So I, I, I can't find I've been trying to find the actual complaint, and I haven't seen it. I, don't, I haven't looked at the complaint, but it sounds like it was, sounds like it was generally pled. Yeah. 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 So, it, it, the, every, every report I've read about it says that it did not specifically list what he was injured. Right, or what right. what he did while under hypnosis that led to the injury. Right. It, it was just I was hypnotized and I was injured. Yeah, you do stuff like uh, you know dangerous. Condi- you throw on the the words you know generally. You know, speak a, a dangerous property, dangerous condition existed. You knew about, should have known about. You know stuff like that. They're gonna throw the buzzwords yeah, in. Like act like a monkey, and then they have a you know something he can swing from and right, gets hurt. Right. On, you know mm-hmm. something like that. And, I, and again, I'm gonna repeat it. I think once he's hypnotized and they have knowledge that he's hypnotized. I think the standard of care goes much higher for them yeah. because he, he's under their care and control, and they know that he's in a vulnerable position. They better dying make sure he's okay. Now, there's a cynical side to me okay. that says – and, and look, because we've had – when we cover copyright cases – where somebody is alleged that, oh, you infringed on the copyright when you stole my idea for this song, and you look at the iTunes sales for those songs, both songs' sales go up because you know it just increases the publicity and everything about those songs. Well, 
I look at this case here, and I have a similar cynicism about it because I'm thinking the hypnotist and the casino that he performs at, what is one of the biggest complaints people have? Oh, you know, everybody that goes up on stage is an actor. They're faking it. They do this, that. And I think that by virtue of this lawsuit, even if they go and settle, and it's very vaguely pled, you know, even if they have to shell out some money let's say they paid forty seven thousand dollars in damages and i mean that is great advertising for them to be able to say this is a legitimate show we got sued because somebody was actually hypnotized and so they weren't faking it they sued us right, right. so that counters that argument i see this the cynical side says is this another attempt at people using the court system to promulgate their business us, you're right, exactly. Do really quick. We only have like one minute left. Do the, the Zappos thing. Really quick. Uh, yeah, so... Short story. So let's say the, the guy, the CEO for Zappos died in a house fire in Connecticut last year. And it turned out he had mental um, issues, suffering suffering from mental issues, may or may not have been lockdown related. Well, look, before he died, he had an $840 million estate, left no will. His brother and his father have been appointed by the court as co-executors, and a business partner who was running some of his, some of the late CEO's LLCs, as well as managing his investments and other ventures, is now claiming that the executors have breached all of the contracts uh, that they had for management of those entities, and she is suing for uh, lost profits and for unpaid compensation. So we'll see how that goes going forward. All right, let's do let's do our most our favorite thing. I know it's we got a little bit of time, but I've got a long quick take. Cal, will you That's roll a, the quick take thing? So you have a not not a quick take, just a take. A quick a quick yeah. quickless take. Got it. Okay, here we go. Stand by for the quick take. <laughs> bed in three, two, one, go. Here we go. All right. I'm already. That went well. That went, oops, I did it again. Forbes reported Britney made $30 million a year for the past eight out of the last 20 years. I don't blame her for hiring a conservator to stave off the money grubbers. Yeah. Fair point. Todd Kunin, I know you have a quick take. What might it be, my friend? Millie, the cloned dog in your little... Uh, uh, Conk. Radio yeah. law talk, whatever, in your case or no case. That's what it's called. All I'm saying is if Cruella DeVille had known about cloning, there would have been no story. Good point. Disney would have been out of business on yeah. that point, wouldn't they? Denise Dirks, what is your quick well, take, Well, you know, we talked about Kim Kardashian, right? Did you guys know that Trace Atkins wrote a song about her behind? Oh, really? Yeah, it's called Honky Tonk, Badonka Donk. <laughs> oh, Denise, hit the home run at the end. Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining nice us. Hey, we really appreciate you listening to us. We appreciate our fans. We'll come back next week. I think we'll have a good show. Darn right we will. Thanks for listening to Radio Law Talk. Remember, you can listen to every episode just by going to radiolawtalk.com, search by subject or by date, and enjoy the heck out of it. Thanks again. You have been listening to radiolawtalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
Recover Now is a national campaign aimed at the education and awareness of the devastating effects of opioid and heroin abuse and curbing drug and alcohol addiction in the United States. Recover Now is sponsored by treatment facilities nationwide. Many of them have been where you are, and they want to help by spreading a message of hope and recovery. They're working hand-in-hand with major insurance companies nationwide that can help you or a loved one get clean in 7 to 30 days. Recover Now is embarking on a national outreach campaign on TV and radio to promote anti-addiction messages. So if you, a loved one, or someone you know has a problem with drugs or alcohol, do not wait. A new life for you could be 30 days away. Call us right now. I promise this call can change your life. Sponsored by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. 800-292-3027. 800-292-3027. That's 800-292-3027. 